Yes, yes, you already know who it is when you hear that voice. It's your boy DJ Ski, and you know that I'm here. You know that I only touch greatness. And right now, you're rocking with I Only Touch Greatness, the podcast. DJ Ski, let's go. Looking for the most beers on tap, great steaks, great staff? Head over to the John B. Pub. We got the best beers, steaks, chicken wings, nachos in town. Come see us at the John B. Pub. The John B. Pub, the best bar in town. Come sign up for our football pool. Say hey, St. You. The number one sports podcast in Vancouver with Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. Ryan Hayes and Big Mike are taking over the podcast scene in Vancouver. Get down or lay down. The following is a DJ Ski presentation. Even Dre knew it. That boy hot like summer. Both feet in the dirt. 300 bars and running. I beef with any nigga. Say my name, motherfucker. I'm gunning. And you can put it on ski if you want it. I- Bitches only feel your shit just a little bit. Niggas only feel your shit just a little bit. On my album, 50 helped me just a little bit. Only on two songs. Now back to some killer shit. My- for those that don't know, we've done a few mixtapes. Yeah, in, quite a few. In the past. Now they might not be as, as crazy as, as this one. For, for how long when did we first when did we first meet? How long ago was it? Do you even remember? Uh that? two like late two thousand two, man. And uh, the first mixtape we did was I think we have a picture of it right now. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the, the cover right over here of uh You Know What It Is, volume three. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. What are your thoughts when you see that? Mixtape because that changed a lot of things in hip hop. That's the mixtape that featured 300 bars, which changed my life personally because yeah. that's the record that blew me up as a, as a DJ when I produced that record for you and took over the world and stuff. What does that mixtape remind you of when you see that? Man, that, that mixtape reminds me of the last time that like like a G Unit shirt mattered. Yes, yes, you already know who it is. We are out here celebrating my boy Game's birthday. You know how I hold it down on the ones and twos. It's going to be crazy. Everybody's out here. We're only playing classic 90s shit. And we're giving you exclusive behind-the-scenes access right here. You know what we do. Let's go. Hey, yo, man, shout-out to my homeboy, man. My brother from another mother, man. My wigger. You know what it is, man. DJ Skid, that's my homeboy. Been down with me for the last 12 years of my career. We started off together. We still here, man. That's my dude. Nothing but love for Skid. And today on the show, we got a real special guest, the one and only, my friend, your friend, Access TV's very own, DJ Ski in the motherfucking What up, dog? I can actually say, what up, dog, man? (laughs) For me to come out and DJ that one game, but I was like, let's let's make this something more special than just, you know, a a pregame set and and doing a DJ thing. Let's try to turn it into a festival style atmosphere let's get the crowd involved let's get the players involved let's play what they want to play and get them hyped up and it turned out so well i'm big i'm cute i'm nas i'm pop this ain't a single this a warning to my album drop I've been waiting all week for this, you know. I've been, Let's go. I've, 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 been, I've been sitting here waiting at the mic, waiting everything ready, have my questions ready right, for three right. days, just trying to get this for you. So basically, I'm Ryan from Vancouver, Canada, your biggest fan. Appreciate and, it, Ryan. And then I'm joined by Prince Allen in Kansas City. What's up? It was, Two of my favorite cities. Was good. Hey, hey, salute though, salute, man. Yo, we've been a huge fan of not just only you in game, but the whole hip hop. I don't know if you can see it. You know what I'm saying? I got a rock for the man right now, RP Nip, which you did. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get to that though, but hey. Got to let them know about the game first because it's Friday night. Okay, you know it. Because it's Friday night and you're my first drink of the day. You're my first drink of the day. So we're going to, we have a little drinking game. Every time Prince Allen, our buddy in Kansas City, gives a shout out to somebody that I don't know who the hell they are, or <laughs> anything, we have a drinking game that we drink to it. Which right now, shout out to Jamel. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a B-dog, you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. I love it. You're going to be having a lot of drinks tonight, I think. I, I think yeah. so. it usually happens. It usually happens. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. we, we will be joined by my regular co-host. He's just running a few minutes late. So I'll drop no him in when we get to him. 
So first question I got for you, born in Minnesota, what was childhood like for you growing up? Yeah, it was actually, it's funny, everybody thinks I was born in Minnesota, I was actually born in New York, but I grew up in Minnesota. We lived oh. in, um, we moved from New York to Texas to Florida and then ended up in Minnesota, um, which is where I went from like kindergarten until 11th grade when I left for, for LA. Um, and it was great, you know, Minnesota is interesting because it's halfway, it's in the middle of the map. So you get, it's half, you know, the dividing Mississippi, it's half east, half west, you get a little of everything. It's, you know, similar to, you know, Chicago, but you get a little further wet. It's, it's all walks of life, right? Like even if you look at the music scene from there, if you look at the artists that have come there, my high school had the R&B group next, Edie Amin and the Outlaws, you know, teamed up with Tupac. Um, of course, Prince, Soul Asylum on the rock side. So just such an eclectic scene across multiple genres. And that kind of really led me to, you know, who I am, right? Like being this person that walks between all these different worlds. And, and can do a lot of, it has a lot of different interests and, and can, can accomplish and do things amongst them all. So, um, and it was, it was a great experience, obviously very cold. I don't miss that weather when it comes <laughs> November, December, January. Actually, I like it in the end of the year, but January, February, March, April, May, like, then you know, um, it gets a little old is, you know, Vancouver's not too bad. Kansas City can get a little cold and get a little snowy then, but um, Minnesota is a different level in both those places. So uh, other than that, it's, it's right. great. It's, home, it's hometown, you know? So you've been to Vancouver before? Of course. I love Vancouver. Okay. Awesome. You've been to Kansas City too? Um, my, my family's, my dad was born outside, was born in Missouri and, or actually no right shit. outside of St. Louis, but, my, but he grew up in, outside of Kansas City. Okay. Okay. So I saw a family, my grandma and grandpa are from Kansas City, or out in Kansas City. So, so that's dope. That's dope. Shout out to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah in KC, I'm in KC every year, generally. So okay. no shit. Okay, okay. We had Indeed. to chop it up one day. Shit. Yeah. The, now we um, okay. Right. So basically a little about me. I used to be a mixtape DJ back in the day, back in the 2000s, And I was kind of like you, the white guy that managed all the black guys or was an A and R guy. I, I don't know. We're not editing that out, right, Prince? I'm allowed to say that. The mm. uh we're so uh, basically no you good <laughs> okay good they basically i managed dominican artists that did english and spanish hip-hop music and i was always the a&r guy in the background i was the mixtape dj at the same time and then there's this dj ski guy that i spent my whole life looking up to yeah and i just wanted to be so much like dj ski i wanted to be with next to game because game to me is my favorite rapper since Tupac. So that's a big thing, I guess you would think so. <laughs> and back then we just wanted to, we just wanted an artist out of the West to put the backpack on and run with it. Right. And so my question next for you is um, when did you get into music and how did you know, or was that your first passion? Yeah. So sports were my first passion. I thought I was going to be an athlete growing up. Um, and and that was then. What'd you yeah. say? Did you play other sports then growing up? Yeah, of course. I played baseball, basketball, um, a little bit of football, and, and loved it and thought I was going to be a pro baseball player. Um, and then I got into music. And once I started DJing when I was a teenager, I just kind of switched everything because I knew, you know, that that's what I was going to do and that that was my path. So I decided to go all in and, and focus all my energy and time and, and attention on on that. So um, it was it was instant. As soon as I got, like, turntables and, and got my first records, it was just – I was like, oh, this is, this is what I'm doing. Okay. And uh, how'd you first meet Game? And when, did, when, when was that? Sure, I met Game. So when I moved to LA, um, uh, I was working for Steve Rifkin and Loud Records. I met, I remember one of the guys that I worked with introduced me to his friend. He's like, hey, he's managing this new artist that Dr. Dre signed. This is way before 50 Cent came out or anything else. He's like, you got to check him out. His name is Game. I heard him for the first time and I was like, wow, he's, this dude's incredible. Like he's going to be a superstar, especially given the backing and stuff. And we hooked, we hooked it up and just became friends and kicked it. It started just as a you know, relationship amongst like, you know, I was, I was still DJing, but I hadn't made it on the DJ side. Right. So it was just cool. Started doing like little mixtapes and he'd always show love or give me records for it. I was doing marketing for T-Mobile back in the day with Sidekick. So I'd always hook him up early. And then got to watch, I remember he's like, man, I might, they might want me to, you know, do a, you know, partnership with G-Unit. What do you think? And I was like, man, that'd be dope. You know, could be, they have, they need the West Coast, 50 on time is on fire. And then remember like, you know, 
helped putting together the whole album, being there at the video shoots, watching the whole thing come together. We celebrated, I remember I celebrated, I think when I turned 20 or 21, we celebrated my birthday. We had similar birthdays, so we had our birthday parties together. Um, and he was just on fire, right? Like a documentary came out, I forget what year, but late in the year, um, like October, November, I believe it was. And just watching him go from like, man, I might, from being like, you know, a dope artist that not a lot of people knew to signing to G-Unit, putting out records, getting this massive buzz. It was awesome watching somebody go from like the ground up from, from nothing to, to something big. And then, you know, started seeing the chinks in the armor. And obviously we know, know what happened between 50 and game. And yeah. remember hanging out with him after, you know, he's coming from New York after the shooting and, and those things. And then um, randomly my studio and my offices at the time, because I branched out and started my own company and I was doing my own radio show on Sirius. And um, I built a little studio in my offices uh, as I was still trying to make it as a DJ. I ran into him. It was right on Melrose. And I ran into him across the street. I think it was like the Ed Hardy store he was coming out of. And it was just coincidental. I was walking down the street to get lunch. And he was like, yo, I'm going after 50. I'm finally dissing him. They had this peace truce after the beef. And yeah. I was like, wait, wait what? I mean, he, he gave me like a CD that was the first, like three minutes of, of 300 bars, first three or four minutes. And it was all over one beat. So he sent it to me and I was like, That's, he's like, let me know what you think. Um, and I listened to it. I was like, that's ah, dope, but I had an idea. I was like, you need to switch this up. We need to, to change the beat. We need to do a lot more. You should, this is what you should do. So I just went back in my studio and gave him like, did like a demo of like, what if you mixed a bunch of records together like this and this and this and switched it up? Cause it was all over the KRS one, the BDP uh, loves going to get your beat, which is dope beat. But like, you can't listen to that for 15 minutes straight. <laughs> like you'd fall asleep. So um, I sent it to him just as like advice, just like, Hey, you should just an idea. Like didn't want anything. And then all of a sudden I got my phone ring like 15 minutes after I sent the email and he was like, I'm on my way to the studio. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, we're recording it right now. I was like, Oh shit. Okay, cool. So I got all the records ready and recorded it. And I realized at that moment, like when that came out, like, damn, this is, as a DJ, you get very few opportunities to, to really um, get your name out there <laughs> and producing that record, especially once right. it came out, you know, literally like, a day and a half later after we recorded it, I remember going up to Big Boy Show out here in LA, premiering the morning show, premiering on Sirius, sending it to all the big DJs um, and just seeing like the groundswell. And this is before like Twitter and a lot of social media. There was really only MySpace at the time. So it would have been insane right. seeing what happened today. Like almost thankfully that stuff wasn't around. There would have been a lot Wait. more. There would have been a lot more drama and problems. Quick, quick time out. Um, MySpace, man, that was the greatest time like the MySpace app uh, alone yeah. was yeah. awesome and brilliant at, for its time. Yeah. Continue on. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny. I was actually doing marketing for MySpace. I did. I, I met the, the CEO and we started doing all the music and we launched like a whole DJ program for them. So um, just all these worlds coming together and we talk about it. But um, yeah, so we'll put that record out. And I was like, shit, this is my opportunity as a DJ. Like you get very few opportunities in your life and it's putting yourself, you know, success and an opportunity comes from, you know, working hard and then being kind of lucky that those moments happen, but there are things that you've been working on a long time and then recognizing it and jumping all in. So I, I realized like, look, this is my opportunity as a DJ, sold my, you know, interest in my, my company and, you know, just focused full time on, on my DJ career. And then that was the set off. So that, that's the, the story with game and how we got connected. And then obviously a ton of mixtapes and a ton of other stuff <laughs> yeah. there on. And I, man, I even had the GU Not shirt back in the day. I, yeah. I bootlegged the whole stop snitch and stop lying. I had to like illegally download it on BitTorrent yeah. or whatever we used back in 95. And man, or it was 2000, 2005. Man, I had 2005. that. Bro, I had that fucking document. I had that fucking um, DVD of stop snitch and stop lying, man. I used to have it. The motherfucker got stolen, man. I was like, hey, this <laughs> bitch, they stole my shit. I was like, because w once we heard about, about it coming out, you know what I'm saying? Because back in the days, you had to get on, you know what I'm saying? You had to find it on the, like, the magazines and shit. Yeah. And I was like, yo, it got it. And somehow, some odd reason, it came out in Walmart. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, they got stuff. We, we did it legitimately. I remember editing and shooting. Yeah. Putting, the whole, putting that whole DVD together. It's crazy. Right, right, because I was like, what the fuck? I was like, yo, this shit is actually on <laughs> fucking Walmart. Like, like you know, nine times out of ten, when you have, like, documentaries and stuff, it would be, like, usually be um, Best Buy and fucking Target. It was actually in Walmart, you know what I'm saying, in a small town in Missouri, so. so we, we <laughs> play around. We're, glo we're global, we're worldwide. <laughs> they're, right. they're global. They're in your tiny-ass town in Missouri. 
Right. <laughs> so I love it. So uh, me, I loved all those mixtapes you did with Game. The whole beef stuff was great. Black Wall Street Journal came. One Blood, of course, was the lead single off that mixtape, but it was also on his album. But the uh, Black Wall Street Journal introduced the whole world to K Dots Juice at the time. Now Richie yeah. Evans, you got my buddy, a boy, Kendrick. my buddy, a boy, fun. like. Then you went on to go on to chapter one, the rise with your boy. And this is where my whole company comes from. Cause your boy and game were my two favorite at the time. And I shout out to him. Yes, of course. There we go. We get to drink one. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to your boy, man. That's a real true motherfucker. I love real true motherfuckers and rich rocker. Your boy is a real motherfucker for real. <laughs> yeah, we had we had Rich Rock on the show uh, last year. Actually, he was my very first episode. I went for I went for the big guns right out of the gate. I went and got my favorite person other than Game and you. So I wanted. I've always spent my whole life trying to get as close as I could to Game. Um, <laughs> so chapter one, the rise, your boy. Then in the intro, you say, "I only touch greatness." Yeah. You remember that? Of course, one of my one of the classic lines. That's okay, and that's my company name. From that day forward, I had all my mixtapes called "I Only Touch Greatness." I only touch greatness. I only touch greatness. We did four, five, six of them. I only touch greatness. Now, twenty years later, my podcast is called "I Only Touch Greatness," all because you said that on a Ya Boy song in two thousand five. Isn't it amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. That's that's fucking awesome. Um, great. Okay, next question. What made you start Ski TV? Um, you're kind of like us. We're doing sports interviews, music interviews, everything as well. Why pick a lane when you can have them all? Exactly, exactly. When I started Ski TV, it was um, a combination. Like I, I've always been up on technology and, and trying to pay attention to what was next. And when I saw YouTube, I knew that that was like the future of content and there was something big there. And I realized what I was doing was really interesting, right? Because I was on one hand, you know, working with all these big companies, um, buying sneakers, traveling the world, DJing, putting out mixtapes, interviewing artists on radio, et cetera. So I was like, there's something crazy happening kind of every day in my life. So I was like, let's put, let's just start putting up pieces of content every day. Didn't really put together a business plan. I just knew it would turn out to be something. So I had my assistant at the time, we went and got a camera and we just started shooting stuff, right? Like, and and putting it up. It was like a vlog before that was even a thing. Um, And we ran that for about 10 years. It ended up morphing from, you know, being a daily vlog to, you know, music production house where we kind of revolutionized the ways music videos were shot. We, everybody used to shoot them on like, on actual film and it cost a fortune. We'd shoot them on five Ds and reds and cameras that were much cheaper and much more efficient. So we kind of ushered in this whole new era for, for the way to shoot music videos. Um, then, you know, adjusted working with brands. Mark Cuban emails me one day and he's like, I love the content. I'm doing, t- I'm flipping my TV network into music. So ended up doing a TV show with him and then Fuse. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a great, great run and great experience. And, um, you know, we generated billions and billions of views, won plenty of awards, turned it into five years on, on TV. It was, a, it was crazy. You're legit the man. <laughs> like we just we just go out and look. I always try to just have fun and do cool stuff and, and luckily and find ways like everything kind of works its way out. And I, I hear you too. And like what I always looked at you and it was like this guy's in every line of business, whether you're your sports cards, your your uh your DJing at the Vikings games, like all these things. I got questions about these, don't worry. The uh but yeah, I saw you as a guy that was had his hands in everything and business wise and smart wise, you were, were ahead of the game. And I'm the same way. We kind of go the same way. We got the podcast. I used to be a DJ. I run a t-shirt company. If you want to stag yeah. t-shirts, we got stag t-shirts for you. We'll put your own yeah. stupid logo on it. Like all this, all these kind of things. Like I just got to keep hustling. You got to have your hands in every pot possible until one of them oh, hits. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite interview on ski TV? Ooh, favorite one? I don't know. Or it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be Ski TV because you were interviewing people your whole life. So, Yeah, favorite one? There's so many. I mean, it's always fun when you – there's a couple things that are fun. It's always fun when you get with people that you're really close with and you know and um, have a good time with. Like we just shot with – just recently, like last, uh, last week, we shot something with Dave East for a new show. We're doing Card Cloud that he's oh, going to be shit. on, and that's, that's my man. We go way back. So like talking All about right, those shout out to Dave East. 
Yeah. So it's always fun connecting with people that you're really close with and you really know um, and are friends with outside of that. And then like, obviously like legends, right? Like sitting with the JLo's of the world, the, even Snoop the first time is still always, you know, something special. Um, right. Right. I know that's got to be good. <laughs> yeah, like, Snoop. I Snoop's, Snoop's fam. I remember like Beastie Boys, like, you know, Rihanna, like there's, yeah. I remember I interviewed Rihanna. This is funny. I interviewed her the day the iPad came out. The iPad was announced. And I remember asking her about it. And she's like, what's an iPad? What's those things and stuff. So like having fun moments <laughs> like that. Um, I forget. I mean, there's just so many good ones over the years. I mean, on, on Ski TV, one of the highlights was we did one with Wiz and my boy put him, uh, had this idea. He knew Wiz was into Ninja Turtles. Um, and so he went out in a Ninja Turtle, we rented a Ninja Turtle costume and came out in one, shout out to my boy, Mike, and uh, surprised him with the joint. He was like, who do you want to smoke with? If you could smoke with anybody, that was the question. And like, I kind of led him to the answer to say Ninja Turtles without him knowing. And then we brought out Donatello because I was like, there's like a cartoon character, like a comic book. And he, he said it then. And then the Ninja Turtle came out, smoked with him. We got in trouble from the, the building owners of that, but uh, it was well worth it. And it actually ended up to Wiz doing the song for the Ninja Turtle movie because they saw that clip. So like moments like that are always super, super fun. See, and that's how things happen. If you don't live a little on the edge, you, you, you know, if you don't press the buttons, you're not going to get results. Absolutely. You know, it's always the gray area, right? Yeah, right. And pressure builds diamonds. So yeah, hey, that's a good one. Um, what is ski sports? Can you explain that to people that wouldn't know? Yeah, so ski sports is just a way for me to, to, to get into the sports industry so I can watch games. No, <laughs> we started creating ski sports. Is like create, it, was, it started off with doing segments with athletes, right? Like every ball player wants to be a rapper. Every rapper wants to be a ball player. Um, so we're shooting things where we're you know taking art, artists and stuff to, to sports guys and introducing them to games. And conversely, like taking athletes like Kevin Durant and like going to his crib in Oklahoma City, filming him making music. Um, and it kind of expanded from to that, to like helping create content, empowering music for, we did like the do tour to then actually working with the pro teams and leagues in the game day entertainment, helping book talent. Um, I've been doing the entertainment with the Minnesota Vikings, um, which is my teams. You can, can probably tell, but background behind me um, for the, since 2016 now. And I did it when we opened the stadium It started with them asking me to come DJ the, the opening night of their brand new stadium. And I haven't left since it's been a great run. And, and it's then expanded to other teams. We've worked with the new Orleans saints and coach Payton to, across the NBA. We did the NBA finals and playoffs a couple of years ago. Um, and we're really great at creating kind of that bridging the gap between sports and music. And that's kind of what you see in these cards that I'm doing now with, with tops and on my own, I really want to sit at that intersection of like sports, music, culture. And that's why, you know, I, I do all the entertainment with ice cube and the big three basketball league. Um, now, so for, for me, it's, you know, just combining my passions, right? Like sports and music, I always would go to games and listen to how they play and sequence music and watch the entertainment, everything happening outside of the game. So if you look at an NFL game, there's only 14 minutes of actual, like if you were to cut out all the timeouts and the breaks and the pauses, there's 14 minutes of gameplay. So it's everything else is so important. And, and that's where I come to life. And, it's, and then creating content that can kind of walk between those, those worlds and doing it authentically and organically. Cause you know, if you talk to a lot of these pro athletes about the last thing they want to do is talk about what happened on the field or what happened on the court, um, is they get that question all the time. So we try to, you know, entertain them with stuff that, that's fun. And conversely for musicians, like, you know, getting them to games and getting them to do stuff. We brought out two chains. I remember to Cleveland for the, I think it was the conference finals. Um, cause he, LeBron are super tight and said, I'm courtside, had the performance in a timeout, created a collab shirt, created a bunch of content for that. Just doing fun, cool things and bridging the gap there. Sweet. And one thing you said there is that it was every rapper wants to be a baller and every baller wants to be a yeah. rapper. And Stevie Johnson actually said that to me one time. Shout to he, Stevie, I, yeah. Yeah, see, and he did, He was in the studio a game doing that. The yeah. Song yeah, that's right. Back. Yeah, because he's your boy, right? Yeah, because he's your boy's cousin. And we've, yeah. we've definitely tried. We haven't had Stevie Johnson on the show before, but we've talked many times. And I have a, like, I have a song with him. I have, a, I have a song with Stevie Johnson rapping because Game did it. So I wanted to do anything Game did. I love, sure, it. Sure. I love it. So resident DJ for the Vikings, you're still doing this? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. You see my Seahawks wall, right? I know, right? We, we play you. Actually, it's our opening game not next uh, in week three, so... Okay, next week then. Eh? Opening home game, yep. All right. And while we're talking Seahawks then, right, how uh, you are you into that skull clapping? Or are you at the games? you getting them doing the skull? I'm in every game. I've been doing I entertainment. Know. 
I've been doing entertainment since we were the first skull clap we ever did. So, <laughs> okay. um, and we won in Minnesota. We've won best game day entertainment in NFL every season that we've been there. So, yeah. And I'm sitting at Buffalo wild wings before the Seahawks game every year against the Vikings and the whole Buffalo wild wings is skull. Yeah. Skull. That's what I like to hear. I know it drives me fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, your resident DJ at xs in vegas for a while i don't know if you're still doing that if you are can you explain it and how fun was that yeah i opened up excess when it you know the biggest club in vegas 2009 when it opened i used to do excess drays every every night every weekend and um great run right like i was i love dj and doing those things but yeah i can't i can't do that i've got too many other businesses now that to be out every weekend that's why right now i only really dj um, you know, the big sporting things, big stadiums, or, you know, a few high profile events that I'll, that I'll jump in and, and do. So definitely not doing the runs in Vegas anymore, but I had, had my moment. I think at the time it was crazy too. Like this is before the EDM scene popped off behind AM. I think it was the highest paid DJ in Vegas when we did that deal. And it wasn't anywhere near what you're seeing now, but being able to maneuver and have that experience and tour the world and do those things was, was incredible. And like a moment that was great at the time, but I, I don't miss, I don't miss, you know, uh, being up until 6, 7 a.m. every yeah. night doing two shows and uh, trying to trying to stay alive and awake. I've got too many other businesses and stuff now to run. Uh, that's for sure. And uh, the question I got for you now is Billboard 30 under 30. Your thoughts when that happened? At the same time, as I say that, Big Mike is joining us, my co-host from yeah. Vancouver as well. Hey, DJ Smith, thank you. Uh, thank you very much uh, for taking the time for us. We appreciate it. Sorry I'm late. Of course, brother. Great to see you, man. Um, you get in getting the 30 under 30 is always, you know, anytime you get honored, it's always fun. And it's a good like tip to have hat. You know, for, for me, it's really just something to put on the resume that people can, it's funny because you do all this real work and then you point to like little moments like that that stand out that define a million other things that you did that people don't notice that are way cooler and stuff. So, so it's always funny when you get those type of like a little awards and moments, but it's, it's always nice. Like it always feels good to, to be recognized, um, especially in the industry that we do. And, and as DJ, it's a little more difficult to, to stand out, especially when you walk between a lot of worlds like me. Yeah. Mike, shoot this one. You just got here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll hit you with the, who's your favorite sports athlete, would you say? And uh, let's say football and hockey. Current players or past players? Uh, let's go both. So let's say in football current, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson because it's just so exciting to watch. Yeah, Dalvin yeah. Cook's great too. I love defense too. So Eric, you know, it's tough. Eric Kendricks, uh, Harrison Smith, some of the best defenders in, in the NFL right now. So I got to roll with my guys there. Um, of all time, definitely Randy Moss, just the excitement and watching him play. Like there was nobody as energetic. So, so got to go with that. Um, in terms of hockey, of course, I'm going to say, say Gretzky, right? Um, yeah. Currently... I mean, I want to shout out my boy, Nate Thompson. Shout out to Nate. Like, he's fun to, fun to play. That's my guy. So, I got to give him some love. Yeah, okay. All, okay. All those sound like Vikings again. <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. I didn't hear I'm no Russell. Love to anybody else. <laughs> I know. I didn't hear no Russell Wilson, some Vancouver Canucks or something. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, Prince, you want to shoot one? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. This, oh, man. I, I've been wanting to say this, man, because you don't work – was half of my favorite rappers of today, like just half, this, just half. No, not just, uh, just, just kidding, pretty just much kidding. all of them. Pretty much all of them. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> to to Gangsta Gibbs, man. So, was you the first one to to pop off with um with Freddie Gibbs? And shout out to Gangsta Gibbs because he's just killing the game, and I can't wait for Rabbit. So, tell us a little bit how how do you and um. Freddie Gibbs get, get you know, together. Yeah. yeah, so it's interesting. So, like, mainstream-wise, yes, but Gibbs was doing his thing before. What had happened was uh, he was signed to Interscope. They didn't know what to do with him, and it didn't connect. It wasn't working, um, putting things out. They actually looked at even putting him in, like, different groups and things, and, like, and just nothing connected. Long story short, like, ends up leaving. Like, nothing ever really – wasn't able to get a buzz, wasn't able to do those things. Um, Zane R and managers at the time approached me and played the music and told me the story. And, and I met him and just like knew instantly this charisma that he had was, was incredible. The music was amazing. And, you know, the, the thing that I'm good at is helping, I guess, figure out how to introduce things and how to, how to boil that water and how to 
you know, leverage my platform to, to introduce really, you know, people trust me because it's like, we're not just putting any BS out. I can't just like, if I put out some whack music, people wouldn't mess with right. it, but his was right. really good and deserved that shot. And he had yeah. this incredible material that he recorded over the time at, at Interscope, like sitting there. So I was like, all right, we need to, to wow. put, this, put this out, put it together. And we dropped Midwest Box Frame Gangsta Cadillac music, you know, and right. one of the best mixtapes of, of, of all time. And Times, people, yeah. people still love that. There were so many great records on that. You could still play that today front to back. We did like a greatest hits with the Master P style cover on there. Right. It was right, it was, right. Yeah, and then we did music videos. I got them on the cover of XXL. You know, I remember calling the team over there and just be impressing them. Like, yo, he's the one. Let's get him there. Got him XXL freshman. Um, and, you know, it it really it really worked out, like, with his stuff. Uh, and he was – he's the truth. And that's what's so amazing is that he was able to really push and, you know – Build like I mean look look I'm just looking up he was freshman 2010 that's when we were really yeah 2010 that. with Nipsey too how did that feel when you seen both of them that you worked with you know on the same cover you know I mean it's funny because I look at that cover there's so many so many great people and family on there I mean obviously like Jay Cole has probably been the most successful whiz on there which is crazy right like right this right. lineup. Shut my guy pill. I mean, Big Sean is on there. That's my guy yep. J Rock. Yep. I did his first mixtape yep. too. Big yeah. tape too. Yeah, I mean, Sean, all like, of them. I mean, shout out to Pill because I—that's how I got on Gangsta Gives because when yeah. I heard that Pill, uh, yes. your um, your your mixtape, matter of fact, that was the one. I was that was the one. I was, I mean, I was like, oh my! I was like, holy shit! Now, now I know why they they said that this is the artist that they sleeping on because I'm like. I'm like, he going harder than Pill, but also Pill was going hard too. And that was a crazy collaboration too with that yeah, song. I mean, it's crazy. When I look at this cover, I'm like, damn, I'm like damn near responsible for the intro. At least I like, have him produce the intro. Right. I'm like half the, the cover right there. So, I mean, it right. was just a great time. It was the height of that mixtape era. And look, these guys were talented. Like, it's not like I just put somebody on and it's not my fault. I just was able to use this my platform and come with a strategy to help introduce them. It's all in how you frame things, right? Like if you put right. together, think if you're making, making a meal, if it comes out on a bad plate and doesn't look all nice and stuff it could be good food but you're not going to give it a chance you got to put it together and make it look nice put it on the right plate introduce it give it that context and tell them why this cheese that's on it is you know from a truffle in italy and why it's so good right and then it it tastes a lot better so that's that's kind of what my job is right and how many pairs of shoes do you have and why are you obsessed (laughs) with shoes too many. I've been into sneakers. I've been a sneakerhead since since I was a kid. You know, my first Jordan was a ten. Before that, you know, I remember I wanted to get a pair of shoes of Jordans, and my mom wouldn't get me them, so I had to go to Payless and design my own. And I think kids made fun of me. So ever since then, it was all about getting uh, getting the real ones. And and ever and it was really the eleven that made me fall in love with it. After seeing the design, it was the second pair of Jordans I ever got, and just seeing everybody. I remember seeing like boys to men wearing it. Seeing. Like everybody in the world, like just like sporting those shoes, they were so different, so special. And ever since then, I've just been obsessed. Before it was a cool, before it was cool. Like I had a sneaker like site kicks online. I was on like Nike Park before Nike Talk and any of these other OG sites now even existed. And you know, it was just a part of my culture. That's how I met a lot of early rappers. I was getting Fat Joe a lot of his shoes. I was getting um, a lot of these guys things because I was importing them from, from Europe. So it, and you know, it parlayed finely well and paid off. And you know, given my, you know, I was able to invest in companies like StockX, uh, be one of the first investors there and do a lot, do a documentary on Netflix in the scene, um, which is funny because there's a scene in there where I actually ran into Freddie Gibbs in a store <laughs> shooting, speaking of all that, where all the worlds collide. But yeah, I mean, I've just been a sneakerhead since day one. And it goes hand in hand with with the culture that, we're, that we live in, right? How many versions so another- you got? Just under a couple thousand, you know, I'm trying to cut down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have it like sorted in colors or what do you, what in brands or what, hey, what do you do? Mike, Mike, there is a video online that, uh, that's why I knew to ask your buddy came yeah. by for a couple months ago, I guess he, like he posted it. Got a couple hours. Yeah. Got a couple hours. You can go through and sort. There's a few YouTube videos out there that show it. I mean, you just kind of know it's sorted by like more models for me, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge. And, and another, other than, other than being the best uh, DJ out there, uh, I gotta, I gotta admit, my whole life I've been into sports cars. My parents used to, my dad used to own a sports car store and stuff. Nice. And see, seeing your collection, bro. Like as soon as Ryan got you on here, I was like looking through your shit. I'm like, holy shit! Like 
unbelievable, man. Unbelievable collection. What would you say your uh, your your go your favorite card is? Would it be the Mike Trout? It's tough. I mean, I've had so much fun designing my own and doing online with Tops this year, and it's been such a great ride. You know, it's funny. I just picked these; just came in, so I've got them in my hand. It's ironic. Um, Canadian player, right? The, yeah. the Drake, Vlad. My boy, my boy, Vladdy. I like it. These. I like it, man. That's sick. That is sick. Hey, that's these hard. Fun. We just dropped these. These are like Pokemon themed ones that we did Post Malone, Postimon. Um, so those just cool. came out. Oh, that's hard. So yeah, those came out today. Those I think came out today or yesterday. Yeah, they just came out. So um, we got like yeah, a bunch of stuff. So, so it's always my latest one is my favorite. But like some of the standout ones, I think the Acuna AT Aliens is just you know that was like just a special oh, one. Yeah. The Otani one, Shohei Otani one has been great. It's all it's all good. We've got yeah, the Mike Trout right behind me, and they and I okay. actually the, there's a sports card fund that I run, and we own you know we spent over a million dollars on a Mike Trout rookie card, so we kind there of there it is. That's what I was wondering about. Yeah, the Mike Trout rookie card. Yeah. So I've got my Project it's, Seventy. I did a version of that with the platinum plaque that Dr. Dre gave me. Long story, <laughs> and kind of tied those together when we announced that that we bought that card. Yeah, a guy, uh, wow. a guy out here in Vancouver, uh, last sports card show we had out here a couple months ago, he has the best and the biggest uh, LeBron James collection I've ever seen. Like, he wow. literally has so many LeBron rookie cards. It's unbelievable. Like, he actually keeps in a safe deposit box just because, like, it's just it's out, of the, it's out of control. Like That's amazing. His, his, that's, that's his addiction, he tells us. He's like, you know, my card addiction is my addiction. Like, that's what I do. And – like we're saying, look at Mike's background, and then you look at my background. All yeah. our shit is autographed on our walls. We don't want nothing on our walls that's not autographed, and we collect them. So one day when we're close enough to retirement, we can maybe end a couple years early, <laughs> and we, we can start our sports collection store, and we can live off I of wish. That. I wish. I and know, I, know right? your Pokemon I know your Pokemon collection is pretty crazy, too. Do you have a, do you have a Charizard first edition? I don't, man. You know what? I don't have a ton. I don't have a ton of Pokemon stuff. We do. We have the whole Poke Breaker store and stuff. They've got crazy stuff on it. But it was that's what was so fun, like doing the Pokemon cards. I showed you the other one. Here's the one that with the other like Post Malone uh, variation that we just did. Oh yeah, uh, sweet. Oh, damn, sweet. Yeah, they're all sick. That's so sweet. That's sweet. So I got a write-in question from my buddy Andrew Mancini. Hey, we get to drink to that because every time we name drop somebody, we get to <laughs> yep. drink. I love okay. it. Okay, um, I got a write-in question <laughs> from him. Uh, well, where do you think the market's going for cards these days? And do you think the most, uh, do you think most of the money is moving into NFTs? No, I think they're totally different. I think the sports card scene still has tremendous room for growth. And that's why you're seeing companies like Fanatics, you know, so aggressively come in and, and, and scoop up these licensing. I think it's going to, I think we're still very early on on it. I think, you know, people will look at the market and we saw such drastic climbs last year that they expect that to be normal and get frustrated when it's not. But in any market, you're going to see ups and downs. And I think that we're still so early on because there's a lot of people that are circling on the outside and starting to see it and just now coming into it. And like myself, really getting aggressive with it once COVID started, since I wasn't going to a lot of these games, which is what kind of made me start really talking and, and, and aggressively kind of, you know, getting in this, I, I guess, promoting myself in that scene, I realized that there was just not a lot of great content from like this, this type of culture, right? Like there's the old school collectors and stuff, but there was a whole new generation that didn't really have a voice for. It, and that's where I kind of jumped in. And, you know, the great thing when I drop my cards, my biggest, the, the thing that I get most excited about is when somebody comes up to me and is like, man, this is my first card purchase. This was the first thing that I bought. Like it really feels good um, to, to help bring these people into to this new universe. And, and, and that's what really, and so I think we're still super early on. And I think cards and NFTs, there's room for, for both. NFTs are totally different. I think it's a different, I think a lot of it's going to be a different audience. Um, and I think it's a totally different product. That's some of it will be collecting, but there's a lot of utilities and experiences from that. Um, and I think that there, you know, we're, we're only at the beginning of that. There's, there's a lot that you'll see us kind of coming out and myself doing in that space as well. Um, but I don't think they're they I don't think they compete. Okay. And I know, uh, I know we're all about the same age ish. Uh, were you collecting cards back in the nineties too? And uh, they multi-produced everything. It was my first business. Was it was cards when I was eight years old, right? Like they that's what I, I used to sell them. Same here. Been doing cards Same longer here. than I've been doing music. Man. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's the that's the thing is like I feel like cards are back to that '90s level, but they're not overproducing right now, which is nice. Yeah. I think that there's so much, I, there's just so much opportunity coming in. And that's what's like, what I love is like doing these art cards and these Olu styles and doing things like combining Pokemon with Post Malone. All I've been, all mine have been with music, but it's been really, really fun. 
Yeah, right. I don't. I honestly have no idea how, like, what you're doing with these cards. Can you explain it to me? That like, I'm a sports card collector, sure, uh, autograph collector, sure, but I don't understand what you're doing with the wrappers and putting it into a card. So for me, Tops has this thing called. They did it last year called Project Twenty, where they took uh, Twenty Twenty, where they took twenty artists and remixed twenty iconic baseball cards. And this year, they amplified it for their 70th anniversary and brought in more artists and allowed you to kind of choose the cards that you want. So um, when when I when they offered me the opportunity, I decided like real quick, you know, what would make most sense for me was to combine sports and music. That's really where I sit at the intersection of. It's been my life. If you follow my journey from selling sports cards as a kid, getting into music, and even like trying to, to get back into sports, right through music, DJing these games, doing entertainment. So I took all these classic, you know, music references and inspirations and album covers to re. In essence, like I'm just being a DJ. I'm remixing cards, right, and, and tying in different music elements to it and putting things together. Like Post Malone is into you know magic and, and Pokemon. So for Gen Con, we did that release. For you know Vlad Guerrero. In Toronto, that's why it's the Drake. And this yeah. one's interesting because it's not just one album cover. It's like a combination of like all of Drake's album covers kind of in one where there's different elements. There's Satchel Page, Nas, Illmatic. There's, there's I saw the I saw the I saw the Luke Combs one too. Tops. Luke Combs came out as well. Country Yeah, Star. he came out with one. There's, yeah. there's a bunch of there's a bunch of other artists and things doing things. So like um for me, like I did a tribe called Quest, Fernando Tatis, Fernando Tatis, Ooh. Bad Bunny, um you know, Acuna, AT Aliens from that. So playing off. Oh of that. my god. I've been fortunate. Hey, I, 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 as a as a uh, I'll can have a card like that. That's got to be dope because I got a vinyl of um, equipment right on my wall. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, go a- check them out. You can see them all on DJSki.com. Like the, the yeah. cards come out crazy. I mean, I'm having so much fun and putting in so much work and effort to this. I mean, the results right. have been crazy. I mean, you're seeing like, it's nuts. Like the Otani card that I did, we did a, a signed graded PSA 10 one and it's a $20 card with, with my signature on it. They're selling for, you know, one of them sold for over seven grand, which is just you know, insane watching the market. We did a free card with, with eBay at the national that's themed off Kanye album covers. The variation one of that for free card was selling for over $2,000 consistently. So it's just like crazy watching this market grow and just, you know, I'm, I'm humbled to just see the reaction and to see the, the demand um, for these products, which is, you know, it's, it's a dream come true. It's really an incredible project for me. Well, once right. again, I was going to say, you, you just said um, on Kanye, you actually worked with Kanye and Drake. Uh, what do you think about like like the um, certified lover boy and Donda right about now? Yeah, you know I like Drake's album better overall. I think Kanye sonically on a couple of the records might have been a little better, but I think for consistency, you know, yeah. I'm definitely riding with with I think Drake project Drake. right now. Yeah. Um, Canadian boy, baby, Canadian right, boy. Right, yeah, right, right. Because I ain't gonna lie. I'm outnumbered. I can't say anything else. There's only two. There's two Canadians and one. So two two Canadians and two Americans. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get beat up. So, no, um, shit. <laughs> oh, still, still. No, no. So we, we got, we got you, DJ Ski. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And speaking of that, man, because you had, you had Kanye on the tape, right? So, um, how was it working with Kanye? And Kanye, I mean, Kanye has always been Kanye, right? Like he's, you yeah. know, what people say, like, what was he like? Was he always like this? And it's like, yeah. he was always bold. What fame does and what money does is just amplifies it. Cause then amplifies, other people around yeah. you can't tell you, you, you lose limits and rules cause you can do whatever you want. Right. Like if right. Kanye first started off, he was trying to get in and people weren't taking it serious and stuff. So he's vocal and still the same person. But now that he's got, you know, billions of dollars and all the power in the world and can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just, you know, there, there's no stopping. Nobody can tell him no, and he doesn't have anything to, to care about and slow down. So, you know, fame just kind of amplifies who you are a lot of times. You're still tight with game? I, yeah, game will always be tight, like for, for you know, yeah. given our work going Got up to. and everything that we've done, like, uh, of course, that's not going anywhere. Even if we haven't worked on anything in a minute, like it's, we could get in the studio tomorrow and, and, and make something magic happen. Perfect. That was an right. I'm about to say hang he got to be a real ass Prince, nigga. Prince, you got you got to be a real ass. Oh, I was a big. Go ahead, Prince. Go that, ahead. Was an, that was an alley oop question. That was an alley oop yeah. question. I needed to alley oop it. Got you. The alley oop question is: Do you got enough power to, no pun intended, to get Game and Fifty album happening? 
you know, there's been so much stuff. I think that's really going to be something on 50s end. I don't think he'd want to do it, right? Like he's, you know, that was a, you know, he, he was not happy about what happened then in that situation. There's been a lot of drama behind the scenes. I know games kind of moved on and, and like with all things, like time heals it, right? Time like I don't think heal. anybody's really tripping on it. But 50 seems to hold those grudges a little longer. And 50's doing all this movie TV stuff over at Stars, so... You know, the music, mm -hmm. that seems to be really taking his focus instead of the music. So I, I, I don't expect him to plan for it, but man, I really hope there's a versus or something that comes. That would be, that would be an experience. That would, that would be that unreal. Would be but there's no, that would be honest, unreal. honestly, there's no way 50's going to go to a versus with game. Unless he, unless he, uh, and I don't um, know. He's the one that said it. He's the one that said that if he do do a versus that he would do it with game. Really? Where did you see? Yeah, that? he did say that. He did say that on um on on some some interview. He said it, and it's crazy because I was just I was just I just saw a game like three weeks ago. No, not game, but um fifty cent three weeks ago, and then four weeks ago, my home my well my cousin's boyfriend drink to that. Just I think he just did a song with the game. <laughs> D Youngin, shout out to D Youngin, cause I got the picture right here. But drink to that. You oh. packed it <laughs> <laughs> with the game. I was like, ain't this a bitch? And I'm I'm watching beef and shit, and I'm looking. Well, this is and then talking to you, just like what the fuck. But he did say that though. He did say that if he wanted to do because he's like Ja and 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 yeah, he's like no, he's if it's gonna be right, it should be with the game. Well, I agree. It's gotta happen. That yeah, would be and, uh, that would be awesome, but honestly, as much as game is my favorite, I fifty would I think win. But if I, don't don't know. Bars, I don't oh, know. But three hundred bars alone, you could just play the whole fifteen minutes, and then just you would win all like ten songs. But right. uh, that, 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 for, that, that count for a few? You, yeah, I mean, right? Do you play fantasy? Do you play fantasy football? Yeah, always, yeah. Okay, how's your team yeah, looking this it. year? You know, this Vikings. year, I did an auto draft. I was around. I wasn't on the road. So I'm not – this is kind of my year. I'm taking a little off. I've been so busy. I've got so many other projects. I, I decided I can't spend as much time focused on it. But in the past, it's funny. Like when I started, it was like when you don't know what you're doing, you always come in first. When you analyze and do all the numbers and X's and O's, you come in last. And then when you don't care that much, you kind of come in the middle. So it's always random how it works. Honestly, the auto draft is the easiest way to win a league. Because yeah. you've taken the best available player. Yeah, and you're not, you're not, otherwise I'd take all Vikings players, right? And, and, and <laughs> you know, pick with my heart, not my brain. That's the guy that I want in my pool. Right. Exactly. And, uh, and DJ Ski, like looking at your back there too, you got some pretty sweet memorabilia. What would you Man. say your favorite piece of, what would you say your favorite piece of sports memorabilia would be? Sports, let's see. Um, probably game-worn Kobe rookie jersey, game-worn Moss jersey. Yeah. Woo! Wow, that is sick. And, a Kobe and jersey? I seen, That's unreal. Yeah. And I've seen, behind you, which I've been a huge fan of, uh, what's that movie with, um, what's his face? What the fuck? Oh, jeez. Prince shoes. Back to the he future. had those shoes on yeah. it. Uh, Back to the Future. When you got those, hey, hey, I remember when they came out, I was like, yo, that's dope. Hey, what's, what's, what's one of your uh, favorite shoes? Favorite shoes. I mean, those are great, right? Like, I won't wear those, but just to look at, like, in the story behind right, them. Right. Like, like, like five. Prince, your Kansas City Wi-Fi is lacking. Is it? Yeah. He didn't pay the bill. He didn't pay oh, the bill. Oh shit! Nah, it's just it's just these trees sometimes too, you know. And it's yeah. crazy because it feels Out like I'm farm and up. shit. Out right. The farm and shit. But hey, but top five favorite shoes. Top five, I'll go with a Jordan 11, Griffey 1. Yeah, can't uh, get the Griffies. Air Max 95 or 97 or 90, one of those three. Um, let's see, where I'm not going to count Air Max because I don't wear them. We'll say Jordan 1. Okay. You know what, Jordan 4, maybe. Jordan 4 is I wore it. I like time. it. I like it. Yeah. Mike, Mike, hit him with the question that we always use. Okay, yeah. If you could have a dinner party and you could invite three guests, dead or alive, who are you inviting? Oh, I mean, if it's dead, I'd invite um, my grandpa, right? I'd invite, let's see, I'd invite probably people from the past to see. Um, well, that's a great question. Man, there's so many of them. 
So many. Um, for, for example, for example, I always go Ocho Cinco. That's because I'm a Bengals fan. So, you know, I, I, it's, it's impartial, but I go Muhammad Ali and I go a little, a little eye candy, Carrie Underwood. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yes, for me, like, and so, I mean, I'd say like family members and friends that, that have passed away, but like, we won't count that because that's kind of the obvious stuff. Um, I'd say that's not that. Let's see. I know you got enough power to meet anybody you want. Oh, it's not, not fortunate enough to like do things like be on the road with Prince and stuff. So like, Ooh. that's an incredible experience. I mean, maybe like somebody like Kirby Puckett, who I never got the chance to like Sweet. meet and talk to. Mm. Um, Great choice. Great choice. It passed away. Um, I'm trying to think of just like the, the icons. In, in so field, for right? example, my three are. Uh, Pac. Go- oh, you'd have to say Pac just to see that. Oh, uh, yeah. That's it. Got him on my wall too. Yeah, right, right as he said <laughs> I got that. juice. I had to get juice on my wall. I was like, yo, fuck that. I got to be the one to have juice. You know what I'm saying? You got to rock, rock out with Bishop on your fucking wall because that's, that's the top of Pac. Hell you know? yeah, I love it. And um, my my three answers to the question, it's always Tupac, Seth yeah. Rogen for my comedian because he's from Vancouver. <laughs> and then uh, I always go Hulk Hogan. I know Nick Hogan, okay. was, Nick Hogan was rolling with you guys back in the day a little bit. Yeah, that's my guy, Nick. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Hulk Hogan. And then if I had to go with some eye candy, it's got to be Shakira. <laughs> I'm not mad at that yet. I think, yeah, maybe Marilyn Monroe, right? Just to like see, like, oh, good right. call, good call. See, like, see the craziest thing is, see how, it was the biggest, like, the biggest superstar in that world, right? Right, right. And the craziest thing is, mine, mine's will be, man. I ain't gonna lie, cause I got them on my wall. Nip. I gotta have Nip because I've been rocking with them since the, you know, the bullets ain't got no name on it, volume one and two. Um. My favorite one I always wanted to meet is, oh, my God, there's so many of them because I rock with a lot of them. Man, it would be Andre 3000. And if I wanted eye candy, I always want Halle Berry. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Halle Berry. For real. I had the thing about her since Boomerang. (laughs) Do, do you follow all the old school references? All those like nineties references, man. Uh, man, know, man, hey, man. I'm the, I'm the we love nineties, bro. You know it. Golden era. Yeah, and I'm the same age as you, DJ Ski. We're both in '83, baby. Yeah, I'm just, a, I'm just a January. The uh, speaking of speaking of Nipto, speaking of Nipto, I, I had to say this. Speaking of Nipto, how was it working on those classic albums? Because Hustling in the House was basically like. You know, one of his, you know, peak of his songs. I remember when the Hustle in the House came out. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" I ain't know it was on that mixtape. So, how was it working with Nipsey? Man, Nip was it was incredible, right? Like, it's inspiring. All the stories are true that everybody says. You know, I was fortunate right. enough, not only to 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 work with him and put together, you know, his early mixtapes, do a bunch of projects, but actually manage him. Part it was more than management. I didn't really want to do management, so we were business partners for a couple of years and putting him out as he was transitioning off his label and going independently. Um, and just you know, the the guy was knew exactly what he wanted. Um, was always so like curious and so thirsty for knowledge and so well read, so well spoken. Even though you know he comes from the, the grimiest, you know one of the grimiest places on the earth. I mean, he's not right, supposed right. to make it out of there. It was always Boston, about, right. He was always about a couple of things: one, empowering his community, empowering those behind him, and showing them the way. And then learning from others so he could do that and, and take them from that. And like all the, all the stories and, and everything is 100% true. When, when he passed away, you know, obviously we were all shocked and, and just crushed. But seeing the impact, like I didn't even realize the impact that he had. It was, you know, the equivalent it felt like, you know, I wasn't here when Pac passed away, but the city shut down. It was like the same when, yeah. when Kobe passed. Like they were on the same levels here in no, LA, yeah. which is crazy because Kobe's – you know, worldwide icon, Nipsey, icon, he statistically yeah. didn't have the sales, right? That would, right. you would think, like, there's a lot of artists with bigger sales, but nobody had the impact. And that's because he was so real Street and back and so authentic. So um, everything that you see is, is, is true and facts about him. What was your first hey. CD? What was my first CD? Yeah. Yeah. Or first record. Mm. First set, uh, MC Hammer. Okay. I like it. I like Damn, it. My, my, that was my Damn, first. Cassette, my which first one? Which, was, which 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 album? Fuck. 
too legit to quit, whatever was on that, right? Yeah, too okay. legit. Ah, okay. uh, yeah, too legit to quit. Hey, so I had to oh, too. <laughs> yeah, my, my first one, uh, yeah. my first tape, right. my first tape was of course the Ice Cube death certificate, and wow, then that's, uh, that's a much better one. Yeah, and then my right. this is where it gets iffy. My first ever CD I ever had, I believe it was, I don't know, right. 90, 90, 95 when the All-Star game was in Vancouver, the hockey game. It was my birthday. We went to the All-Star game. I got my first CD in my whole life. It was Shoop by salt and Peppa. that CD. Wow, I love salt and Peppa. I'm not mad at that. I think my first CD was actually Pearl Jam. I think my favorite. Uh, I like it. Another uh, I like Pearl Jam. Hey, exactly. Pearl Jam is the motherfucking shit. I remember used to watching that on MTV. I forgot yeah. what which one it was, man. But I was like, "What the fuck?" And this Pearl, Pearl Jam was Pearl, the shit. Pearl Jam did one music video that was so dope, and then they're like, "We can't ever top Jeremy. We retire." From the music <laughs> oh no, yeah, Jeremy's falling. And then they never oh, did another music video. Is that not crazy? They're right. like, "Yeah, we retire." They won like right. award for video of the year, and they're like, "We're done." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they was done. Uh, you know yeah, what? They they my, yeah, my first, and they still became so big. Like, imagine how right. big they would have been in the '90s in the heart of the music video era if they were actually putting out music videos. Yeah, um, yeah, they would be topped up. Uh, the crazy thing is, my my first um, CD that I ever had was that I ever bought was Bo- Busy Bones Heaven's Movie because that motherfucking Thug's Cry came out. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta get that bitch. You're a few yeah, younger, exactly. you're, you're a few years younger than us old folk here. There, Prince. Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, hey, DJ, Ski, nobody. DJ Ski, DJ Ski, you ever been to uh, Vancouver by any chance? Yeah, he did say that. Of course, okay, I missed that. I missed that. Of course, and I was just in. I was just in. Um, I was just in Canada a couple weeks ago. Hey, you want to come back to Vancouver? I'll take you to a Canuck game. We can roll Let's five. Go. Hey, <laughs> if you, if you come here to visit. Oh, this would be his dream. Let's go. For sure. That would be his dream, yeah, is, for real. He's got season. He's got season tickets. He ain't bluffing. If you want to no. go to a game, you're in Vancouver. Right. He real, ain't got you. But I got I got you. I'm hoping to have Terrence Metcalf, DK's dad, come in because we had him on the show. And then oh, that's awesome. And then Lofa Tatupo, the uh, Seahawk as well. Um, we have. I got two more for you. If you got the time. Yeah. Perfect. Favorite movie. Godfather 2. Okay. As, as nice. Well, I thought well, I thought I'm, you were I'm, I'm, yeah, Go ahead. With the favorite sports movie then. Yeah, okay. Favorite sports movie. Mm, Love Major League. Ooh, good one. That's a good one. Let's see, probably I'll stick it. Yeah. Um, some weird ones. I'll say Major League. Ryan always goes with Rudy because he looks like him and uh, he Rudy's thinks he's great. Rudy. Hey, yeah, I, I feel like Rudy every time I run out onto the ice and beer league yeah. hockey. <laughs> that's, we, the problem. Actually, Why you, that's the problem. Why are you running onto the ice? I know. <laughs> hey, I, you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying, idiot. <laughs> the, uh, I was about to say, since you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, who, who was your favorite player? Moss. Moss. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Randy Moss favorite. is the boss. For real. He's probably, yeah. he's probably my favorite player of all time, too, to be honest. Like, seeing that call yeah. back. Cole Pepper to Moss all day long. Throw it deep. Just throw it deep. He'll catch it. Right, right. right. Hey, that's why I'm happy my Bengals signed his kid. I hope he actually makes it. Yeah, I, I do too, man. It'd be a great story. If you could take a time machine back to any era of life, it doesn't have to be our lifetime, but any, any era, where would you take it? Ooh, I don't know if you go forward or backwards, right? Like, it'd be interesting Ooh. to see. I'd probably go oh, forward. I never, thought of, I never thought about forward. I'd go forward. Okay. So if uh, DJ Ski, if you had to uh, right now, you had to call one person or FaceTime one person, uh, who would it be? Who'd and would they, an- would they answer? FaceTime one person, dead or alive. Game. Well, yeah, right now. If you had to, if you had to FaceTime someone right <laughs> now, who would answer? Who would answer? Yeah. Everybody would answer, I think, right? Um, yeah, they would. <laughs> That's facts. Facts. Let's see. Let's see. Um, yes, I mean, Snoop's always, Snoop's always on FaceTime. So, it's, it's, I mean, that's Dogfather. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, Dogfather. Okay. Snoop, Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah. yeah it, was kind of a, it was kind of a trick question. One of our last ones we like to throw in there, a trick question just to uh, see if you would actually pick up the phone and call him the one and just to see how that went. Yeah. Do you have oh, a yeah. dream? Oh, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I was just going to hit up the same thing you were just about to say. Uh, if you had a dream collab, who would it be with? 
Ooh, right. And a great question. I've got something huge coming out at Comic-Con that I'm so excited about. It's a dream collab just based on the brand that's there. Um, yeah. I want to do, you know, I did a dream collab earlier this year with Minnesota Twins for the 91 World Series 30th anniversary. Mm. That's the moment that got me into sports. So that was literally probably, you know, I did a backpack, a four pack capsule, a backpack, a pennant, and two banners. Um, so that was 100% a dream collab. Um, Ooh, it's, I think, I mean, doing the right Nike shoe, probably, right? Like, that has to Okay. Be. Sorry, That's sweet. Jordan. Then, while we're on that, then are we are we over music, or are you just too big now to do music still? Because are you, are you still putting out Music's involved music? in everything that I do. Yeah, okay. And then music what do you feel? never leave. What do you feel about the state of hip-hop, then, these days? And is there anybody new that you're working with? I'm excited on, on music in general. I think, you know, what's happening right now with the creator economy and what's about to happen with Web3 and the metaverse, which is where I'm solely focused on the business side um, of, of what we're doing with Dash right now is I don't think people realize the, the implications and what's about to happen and how, you know, it's great to see all these, what you're seeing right now is just so many artists succeeding in these micro communities, yeah. right? Like there's of course like the Drakes and Kanye's, but there's so many artists out there that are making a living and having a great time and making real right. money, um, just super serving their fan that even that they don't have to be the biggest. It used to be, you had to be the biggest and on a label and otherwise it was very difficult to stand out. And now yeah. that, um, that doesn't exist. That doesn't matter. And we can, uh, we can really, I guess, just, you know, look toward when we look towards the future, we see all these different artists that um, I, I think it's going to change drastically. And I think it's exciting, right? Like there's like, you right. don't need the labels. You don't need any of the middlemen. So I'm, I'm as excited as, as ever about the future and the, the potential for music right now. Right, right. Especially with what's going on right now with these verses and all this Those stuff. Great, and, right, yeah, right, right. It's all night? great. Like, did you watch the one with um, John uh, with Jada Kiss? Yeah, of course. And it was funny. I was just with Jada a week ago, too, afterward. Like, just yeah. with Jada and Sheik by the weekend. And, like, yeah, that was just the energy was incredible. I know. They were living high off of that one. That, they, the, the Jada Kiss one or the Locks one versus Dipset might have been the top peak of the peak yeah. until, for now until there's the rumors. That, I, I think JD would fucking destroy P. Diddy, anyways, just in my opinion. I don't know. I, it is so many. JD be making it'd be a great hits. one. It'd be entertaining to watch, right? Yeah, I don't know right. if Puffy's ready for Dr. Dre. Like he wants. No, Dr. hell Dre. no. Like, Dr. Dre's this his catalog and hell his, his single hits. I mean, shit. Dre should go with. I mean, 50. you think so a, uh, Dre should, Dre should go of, with, Hang on, Dre should go with fifty right. because they're friends, or Dre should go with Game because they're friends. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Ooh. And uh, ski back to the sports card shit. Um, if you're around November, uh, it's called Canada Sports Card Show. It's out here in Vancouver, and uh, I know they're bringing in like Upper Deck. They're bringing in uh, PSA. They're bringing in Beckett. So yeah, if you're around, uh, definitely be worth uh, checking out for yourself. I know they're bringing a bunch of autograph guests as well and stuff like that. And I'll take you to a game. That'd be incredible. I'd love to. Yeah, if there's anything if they can, if there's some event or something that can bring me up, I'm there. That'd be awesome. Right. I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you. I'll, I'll get Ryan to send you the link for that November thing. But yeah, it's Canada's sports card show. It's huge. Well, That's huge, it. meaning huge in Vancouver. You would, uh, you, you would go nuts. It's crazy. There's like a hundred fucking fifty vendors, and it's a good time. Awesome. Um, right, and, and I wanted to say this though. Hold on, let me say this. I want to say this because I'm a huge Kendrick fan, man. So training day. And the ones which you did with um, J-Rock. Seeing how Kendrick is doing right now. Who is the most anticipated one? And I hope it's Kendrick. Because we need Kendrick to come out. What do you think about right now if Kendrick dropped the album? And how was he working with him too? I mean, Kendrick, I go back. I met Kendrick. It was right after we did 300 bars. There was a 16-year-old kid that came in and freestyled for 15 minutes in my studio. It was the first time Game met him as well when Top uh, Top brought him up. And I remember saying, like, yo, he's incredible. He's one of the best rappers I've seen. If he can ever put together a real song and an album, he'll be he'll be all right. And to watch him grow, right, and go through adversity, start off as KDOT, be signed in a system. You know, they were leveraging kind of J-Rock to help put him out through Warner, didn't work out. Signed to Def Jam, didn't work out. When they did it on his own, Dr. Dre catches wind. 
he put in the work and was so talented. Now to watch him take over the world is incredible. And there's no other artist right now I'm anticipating more than that. I mean, I'm listening to the the Baby Keem song, right? The yeah, and the yeah. Like, if that's not the top hardest of the song morning, out right top of the morning, right? <laughs> if that's not the hardest song out right now, I don't know what is, right? And it, uh, it is. <laughs> Everybody's saying it too. Like. We need King Kendrick back, man. That, that's right, crazy. right. Because if he does, everybody's talking about Donda and and sort of Lobo. I'm like, fuck that. Once Kendrick comes out, it's a wrap. <laughs> and nobody. It's, it's a and problem it, for the real. Hip. Yeah, I mean, he's right. Everybody's yeah. Everybody's things gonna go ew, and is it's just gonna go straight the fuck up because yeah. this the this the track list of you, man, is is just crazy because. You work with glasses and our buddy with, glasses yeah. Malone. Yeah, yeah, our buddy. Yeah. Shout out to him and 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 your boy and all these great ones. And how was it with stop snitching and stop lying when you had the icon Ice Motherfucking Cube on my low rider? Like, how was that? Getting Cube on that record was incredible, right? I forget when he, right. why we were able to get him. And now working with Cube, like I've worked closer with Cube than probably any of these other guys right. recently doing the big right. three stuff. Um, and he's so engaged and great with it. And it's just amazing being around Icon. But that one was special when, when I was able to land Cube and get him on that record. Right. Okay. Prince, Prince yeah, I got to step in here. We got to let DJ Ski go, man. He's got oh, a yeah. Friday yeah, night to enjoy. Wow. With Very good. This has been a pleasure, man. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of great <laughs> memories. You guys hey, are awesome. right. We we would honestly love to have you back on ever again. You're my you're you're my favorite person in the whole world. I'm I'm your stan. Don't worry. And I'm the same age as you too, so it doesn't it's not weird. Um and like we were saying, if you ever want to if you're ever in Vancouver, whether it's BC Lions, football, Canucks, anything, we will take you to we will take you out on the town and it, let you enjoy the night and let's go. And we would love to have, we'd love to have you back on again down the road. Um, I'm going to call that the off air from here on out. Right, Mike? Cause yeah, DJ, yeah, DJ ski. I just want to, uh, I just want to thank you again. Uh, honestly, we're all huge fans and, uh, you made Ryan's life, man. Like he was a DJ himself. (laughs) And, uh, you don't understand like this, put it on another level and we can't thank you enough. You're a fucking beauty. And, uh, your your card collection like that makes me jealous like i like i i keep looking at your fucking instagram post i'm like holy shit i'm like i wish i had this and my dad used to own a sports card store so i know exactly where you're coming from and i really do appreciate you taking the time for us and thank you so much and anytime right. you're in vancouver we got you we got you of right of course man I appreciate and also thank you also, guys also so thank you man thank you hey thank you yeah, right thank you man for just putting all those classic mixtapes that <laughs> I can always go back to that piff because even with games, all McCain's tapes and all of those tapes, man, it was a blessing because for me, that really changed my life. And that's why I love talking about music. I could talk about music for hours. We just because. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> and I did. And and the craziest thing is, man, thank you for just having the time because it really means truly a lot to us. So yes. thank you, man. on tap great steaks great staff head over to the john b pub we got the best beers steaks chicken wings nachos in town come see us at the john b pub the john b pub the best bar in town come sign up for our football pool say hey sent you